Hi guys, it's Christy and welcome back. Thank you for joining me today. Today we are going to talk about our breath. To me, I find that our breath is the most essential thing in, in our lives, really. It's the first thing we do when we come into the world and it's the last thing we do when we leave. And between that time, we take something like I think it's like a half a billion breaths, which I know sounds completely crazy, mostly because, you know, our breath is something that most of us don't ever even think about. I know until I started taking yoga and was well into my 40s, I can say that I don't think that I ever really once thought about my breath, other than if maybe I got the wind knocked out of me or something for a second, but never thought of it past that. <clears throat> You know, I've now been studying pranayama, which is our breath work, and practicing and teaching it for years. Um, and I'm just really, really amazed at how much like our mind, our body, and our breath are completely and totally connected to each other. And they really have just like a huge influence on one another. So to me, I kind of felt like why, you know, if, if this has such a huge influence on my mind and my body, this is something I really, really need to learn about and really need to make sure that I'm doing correctly. You know, our, our breath is really, it's influenced by our thoughts and our physiology, which is kind of all the other functions that we have as living beings. And, you know, every, all of that is influenced by our breath. So if our thoughts can change by controlling our breath sounds like it's something really cool that we should learn so anyways I really just truly believe you know that learning to breathe consciously and just with awareness is is such a valuable tool and if not the most valuable tool or the most important thing that we can do to restore balance in our mind and our body. And that's kind of why I chose this to be the first topic that I wanted to start with in the podcast. So I'm so happy that you guys are joining me. I told you a little bit about myself in the last episode. So you kind of know that I've spent most of my life either living with trauma and or chronic stress. And if this sounds anything like you, there's a really, really good chance that you are experiencing some kind of constriction in your, in, in your breathing and in your primary breathing muscle, which is our diaphragm. Um, you know, the diaphragm is kind of that big muscle that's underneath our rib cage that like contracts and flattens out to fill our lungs with air. And when we exhale, it relaxes and expands upwards. So basically when we're breathing at rest in like a parasympathetic state, which is our relaxed state or our, our healing state, you know, the diaphragm should be handling most of our breathing work. But we also have these other muscles that are working with our diaphragm that are called, you know, they're kind of our secondary breathing muscles. And these are our intercostals, our scalenes, the pec minor, our abs, and there's a few others that are all in there that are supposed to help our diaphragm as we breathe. And, you know, these muscles are mostly in our neck, our chest, you know, our intercostals on our sides and our belly. So basically when we're at rest, they, all of those muscles should be too. 
And even when we're working hard in like a sympathetic state, these secondary muscles should only be handling some of the load. But if you're anything like me and you're living with chronic stress or trauma, whether it's old, new, these muscles are often overused because your diaphragm's almost doing none of the work. And I know this sounds kind of, confu uh, kind of confusing and, you know, but this is exactly what was happening in my body. So let me kind of explain. Imagine that you're hiking in the woods and you see like a bear or another predator that you find, you know, frightening or threatening in any way to you. <clears throat> what do you feel in your body? What do you think your muscles are doing? It's most likely that your whole body just feels constricted and everything is tensed up and kind of squeezed in. You know, this is a life or death situation and so your limbic system took over and is doing its best to save you. And <clears throat> that's, you know, that's a life or death situation. Now, let's imagine that you're, you know, running late for an important meeting or an event. Your cell phone's died, you're dead stuck in traffic, you're going to miss something hugely, hugely important and there's really no way for you to let anybody else know about it. Think about how your body feels in this situation. What is your breathing like? Where are you breathing from? Is it your belly? Most likely not. Again, your whole body gets constricted and is squeezed in because you're tense and you're so anxious and we're stressed. Um, and even though this isn't a life or death situation, it's still super, super stressful. So you can imagine any situation similar to those two that happens to, to us in our daily lives. So most of us are, you know, braced and constricted, you know, whether it was a life or death situation or perceived to be life or death situation, your body doesn't really know that. Um, you know, you braced, you constricted. And so even after, you know, the big bear has gone away or, you know, traffic lets up and you finally made it to where you needed to be, you know, your diaphragm is still constricted from that lingering stress that we have on our body. So when we're in this constant state of, tr uh, of stress or trauma, we never ever really get to relax our diaphragm and it's just always bracing and constricted, you know, to some extent. And this is what happens and this is super, super, super common for people that are living with stress and you know to be kind of stuck like i was in that defensive state of like fight or flight you know our body was always bracing just a little bit and our diaphragm really really never got a chance to move so what happens to muscles that haven't been moved you're right you know they get stiff and eventually really really weak so sometimes when we learn to breathe or take like a deep breath in yoga or meditation or breath work if you've ever had it and it kind of felt scary to you you know it's because you were breathing into all that tightness and the stiffness you know kind of in our chest and our lower backs and the middle of our back that we didn't even really realize that we had I know when I first started yoga and you know we were doing some deep breathing in class it didn't feel good 
and I was kind of panicky, a little bit anxious, trying to do these breathing exercises and felt like I was almost grasping sometimes for air, even though I kept it, you know, cool and on the down low, like I was really doing this right. Um, you know, something, it, it just didn't feel good to me. And, you know, that's what started to make me realize how tight and almost frozen, like all of those muscles around my chest and my mid and my low back were. I just kind of thought it was, you know, it was happening to me. And it was kind of terrifying. I felt very claustrophobic, like I couldn't breathe when we practiced some of these breathing exercises. And I just wasn't really sure what was happening. You know, part of me, my ego, you know, thought maybe I was just really a much better breather. You know, this was stuff that, you know, was kind of silly. Why did we need to learn to breathe like this? I already knew how to breathe. Um, but boy, I was really wrong, you know, I was totally panicking and anxious and my breath got, you know, was just really aggravated and I really had a hard time catching my breath and trying, you know, like trying to figure out that and learn that I had such bad breathing and that my breathing was backwards, you know, took me a really, really long time. I just, you know, I had all those other thoughts in my head and never really shared it or talked to anybody. So that's kind of what I'm hoping is to be able to share with you guys, you know, what I was feeling. And maybe if you're feeling some of these things, you know, it, it's, we got to recognize it first before we can fix anything. So I was totally breathing backwards. And what do I mean by breathing backwards? Every breath I took in, it was as if I was sucking my stomach in, kind of raising my shoulders, which really restricted my diaphragm's ability to move. So let's just give it a quick try, just sitting, standing, whatever you're doing right now. We're just gonna take a big inhale in through our nose. And just notice what your belly does. It either doesn't move, it draws in even more, or if you're breathing well, it kind of gets big and you know puffs out and rises out. Um, you know, did your chest rise? Did your shoulders rise? You know, where were you breathing from? You know, my belly was always sucking in. Like if somebody told me to take a deep breath, I sucked in, raised my chest, my shoulders all got nice and high. And I thought the you know the more I sucked in my stomach and the higher that I raised my shoulders that I was you know the better breath I was taking. But really the entire time my breath was backwards and so my deep core muscles were never really getting a chance to relax and you know without relaxing them that means they can't fully contract you know which means they're just never really engaging. And so, you know, by breathing this way, it gives you a really weak core, which I, I just never had realized I had actually until probably the last year and a half. I feel like that's something during COVID that has really, really come out to me as my breathing has continued to get better, um, was that my core muscles, you know, I was really strong on my whole outsides, but it was my insides that weren't strong so no matter what I was doing and I and I really feel part of this was you know tied to my breath 
And so, you know, having that weak core is just no good for you because then those core muscles are never working and your diaphragm's not working. And so when we do things like hold our breath or constrict our breath, or for those of us that tend to suck in your stomachs, you know, wanting to look nice and thin as society wants us to nowadays, um, or if you're constantly squeezing in your pelvic floor, all this really causes pressure to build up where it shouldn't, which leads to things like incontinence, you know, lower back pain, pelvic pain, organ prolapse, and just a whole slew of, the, of other symptoms. Now, this may not show up until you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, maybe, you know, maybe even longer if you're lucky. But this is what was happening to me in my body, and it's what I was dealing with. And, you know, I had kind of always just thought that all of these symptoms that I was having, you know, were from, you know, always working out really, really hard. That was my lower back pain, you know, having three kids or anything else that I could blame it on because I was not aware of my breath. But really, it was, I just didn't know how to breathe and I needed to learn how to breathe properly. And the only way to fix, um, you know, to fix it and get this whole internal pressure system back working with my breathing was, you know, to get my core muscles working and strong again and was just to learn to relax my belly and breathe and just breathe without fear, without constriction and let my belly completely fill and extend outwards with each breath. You know, I couldn't believe that I'd really never heard of this or had any idea that a lot of what I was feeling was because of my breath. I just had no idea. You know, so I kind of made it my mission to be really, really mindful and aware of my breath every chance that I could and just dove deep into learning and reading and discovering, you know, all of this information that I'm sharing with you and really practicing how to breathe correct belly breaths. Um, you know, it's, it's really crazy. If you ever want to see somebody who has a really, really good belly breath, usually young children and newborns, uh, especially, you know, they come in here knowing how to breathe and it's just, you know, life circumstances that kind of happen to us that, that change us and have us constrict and, you know, just change our natural, happy, breathing human that, that we are. Um, so I feel that really learning to practice this simple task, you know, took some time and, you know, con me constantly being aware and just super, super conscious, you know, when I was driving in my car, or when I'm sitting at the desk or, you know, anything I'm doing, or if I find myself getting anxious to really, really just step back and take a big belly breath or two. And it just in, in seconds can, can change your entire world to completely clear your mind. So it's really, really, really good stuff. Um, and, in, in, you know, I was able to reverse my breathing. And so now instead of breathing in and my stomach sucking in and my shoulders rising up, I can take big belly breaths and let my belly get really big and then, you know, go back down on the exhale. But the key to this is to be patient and compassionate with ourselves. You know, this is about the journey. 
you know, practice that patience, that kindness towards you, towards your body, and just be content with the conditions of the present moment. We have to accept our past and, you know, really explore our present. That's what we need to do. And, you know, just be curious about what's going to unfold for you when you start to become conscious of your breath. It's, it's really amazing. If we can control our breath, we can control our mind and and then our life our life really is is amazing so let's talk about how we can get our diaphragm moving again you know first if you find yourself still triggered like i was initially and taking deep breaths um you know know that this is not a life sentence and you're going to be able to learn to breathe correctly and with time and trust in yourself, you know, and your amazing body, this is going to change in no time. So as we practice a simple deep breathing exercise, if you, you know, for any reason find yourself like sparked or, you know, anxious or panicky or anything, um, instead of focusing on that breath where you're feeling it and you're feeling that tightness, you know, maybe you can focus on some of your other senses like, um, your attention on sound and you know you can play some nice music or some brain waves or an ocean or nature sounds or maybe light some candles or some incense and get your sense of smell or really just pay attention to your bodily sensations once that breath goes in you know you can kind of start to feel and really connect with your body and feel where there's you know stuck energy or tightness no matter where it's at in your body. Or, you know, try focusing on a fixed point up in the ceiling, or I sometimes close my eyes and just look out through the middle of my forehead, kind of like it's a flashlight, you know, streaming up. So any of those, you know, any of those things can help you if you're feeling a little panicky, but you want to try to start breathing with us. So first thing that's most important, let's find a place to lie down on a flat surface, you know, your your carpet, your bed, a yoga mat, whenever you're going to do this, and we don't have to do it right now, but really what we want to make sure is a nice, nice, long, tall spine. Spine. You can bend your knees, you can place a pillow under your head, a pillow under your knees, what's ever most comfortable to you. You can, we're going to place one hand on our chest and the other hand on our belly, kind of right below your rib cage. Or if you want, you can use both hands on your belly or waist, and then you'll really feel that air bring, you know, that you bring in coming into your belly. Let's breathe in soft and slow through your nose until your belly fills with air. The hand on your chest should rise or it should remain still while the hand on your belly should rise. So remember, the chest stays still and it's okay if your chest is moving, mine was, and it took me a while to just, you know, doing this exercise for a few minutes a day and you'll, you'll really start to th- see things change. So when we breathe in again, our belly gets nice and big, you're kind of tightening your abdominal muscles And on the exhale, let everything just fall inward. And you can exhale through pursed lips or through your nose. So whatever feels best to you right now. Remember, the hand on your belly should now have returned to its original position. 
So a couple of notes and then maybe we'll do like five breaths, big breaths together. Um, you know, by breathing through our nose, we're going to encourage the use of our diaphragm more over the use of some of those secondary breathing muscles. And we're also limiting how much air comes in at once, kind of telling our nervous system that it's okay and to stay relaxed. Because, you know, anytime we take a sudden, like huge gasp for air in, it kind of signals our body that it's go time and then activates our sympathetic response and it causes us to brace or constrict a little bit again and totally defeats the purpose of this exercise. So that's why I feel it's really important to breathe in through your nose. So you can practice, you can also practice this sitting in a chair with your knees bent, um, you know, and just make sure you're, that your shoulders, your head and your neck are relaxed. We wanna make sure our spine is tall and long but not super, super rigid. The rest of you know your neck and all of those muscles should just be relaxed, but I mean, we're not slouching over because our spine is long, so. And if you practice this five to 10 minutes a day or several times a day, if possible, I mean, it really is gonna change your world. So anyways, um, and it may be a little bit hard, but it's gonna quickly get easier and easier and just know that you really can do this. So let's practice this for five breaths together. Everybody's sitting nice and still, long, tall spine. We're gonna inhale slowly through our nose to a count of four or five is great. Hold it and slowly exhale, letting your belly fall. Feel this next breath in and imagine your entire lower belly filling with air like a balloon. And then exhale just as slowly and watch that hand fall back down. Our third breath in together, filling your entire abdomen real nice and slow and then a relaxing exhale as you feel your belly slowly deflate. Breathe in the feeling, feel it as it goes up your nose, follow your breath straight to your belly, and then slowly exhale and relax. This is our last biggest but slowest breath in together for today. Filling your belly as big as you can. Take an extra sip in at the end. And concentrate on just your lower abdomen as it slowly deflates. All right, how did that feel? You guys did a great job. And you know, the thing, have fun with this. You know, there's always, I always have to giggle when I do this, even if when I'm teaching without being able to see me. Because when I do teach this in person, you know, people find that it's really, really odd to see your belly, you know, somebody so publicly expanding their stomach as big as they can. But you know, have fun with this and you know, you'll start to see, even just starting really, really small, you'll start to see the progress. 
and you'll get more and more air into your belly and you'll stop using your chest as much. You know, a really fun trick that I like to do for kids is if they have a little stuffed animal to put it on their belly and they're usually really good at belly breathing and have them do the breathing with you and they really get a kick out of it and it's so great to teach them young and they think it's fun watching their little stuffed animal come up and back down. But anyways, I'm so looking forward to everyone um, deep breathing without panicking and I can't wait to share more breathing techniques and to breathe and connect with all of you guys. Remember, it's never too late to be what you might have been. Until next time, much love.